Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey listeners, I'm Jesse Alejandro Cottrell, one of the producers on Chapo Kingpin on Trial. I'm also a producer for a new podcast, Vice News Reports, which comes out every Thursday. Each week, our host Ariel Zuem Ross and a team of vice reporters and journalists bring you to the news, taking you to the story as it unfolds. From California, as we follow hotshot crews into the middle of wildfires, to the front lines of Mexico's drug war. I'm psyched to share one of our first episodes with you. In this report, we take you inside the NBA and WNBA bubbles, where a couple of players provided us with exclusive recordings while they were inside the bubble. If you like what you hear, head to the Vice News Reports feed and hit subscribe. All right, so there's a video that I'm going to watch. I'll slag it to you right now. I'm going to send it to the bubble um, Slack so that we can all look at this video. Okay. I can pop it up. Well, the first two games between these teams were in Utah. This was back in March at this NBA game. It's in Oklahoma City between this team, the Thunder and the Jazz. All right. And just so I know, at what point of the game does this start? So this is like right before tip-off. Nice crowd here tonight, folks. Glad you joined us as well. Like all the players already are suited up. Everyone's on the court. The fans are in the, you know, the fans are in the audience. It's nice to see the energy back in the building here. And then this crazy thing that no one expected to happen happens. Clearly a conversation going on here between the officials and both head coaches. Players went through starting lineups, went through warm-ups, were prepared to take the court. The players look really confused. Folks, we're going to get some information for you as soon as we can find out. But clearly game right now is a little bit of a delay. No one really knows what's happening. So there is a long discussion out on the floor with the officials, the head coaches. Oh, the players are walking off the court. And you see the teams heading back to the locker room. They're like throwing peace signs in the air and walking off the court. Tonight has been postponed. You are all safe. And take your time in leaving the arena tonight and do so in an orderly fashion. What no one knew in the audience at that moment was that a player from one of those teams had just tested positive for COVID-19. And the NBA has made the decision. They have just announced starting tomorrow, NBA play is suspended. And really, it's in that moment that COVID ended the NBA and WNBA seasons. So no one knows what's going on and no one knows what's going to happen next. We're in Minneapolis, Minnesota right now in the middle of a protest over the death of George Floyd. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy realist. What we were doing was against the law, but we were defying the system. This is Vice News Reports. I'm Ariel Timros. And I'm Jesse Alejandro Castro. We are navigating uncharted territory as the NBA suspends the season until further notice. And this morning, the NBA suspending the rest of its season, saying in a statement, the NBA will use this hiatus to determine next steps for moving forward in regard to the coronavirus pandemic. I just don't think we're going to have a season, y'all.
Okay, so this is back in March. People are still figuring out what a pandemic means for them, how they're going to live their lives, what it means for their jobs, what it means for their families. And meanwhile, we've also got this whole NBA turmoil. So in March in the NBA, it's late in the season and you're getting close to the playoffs, which are the most profitable part of the season for the NBA. That's when you get the big money games on television. So the fact that they had to cancel the games would prove super costly to the NBA if they couldn't figure out how to restart the season. I'm told it's almost worth a billion dollars just for the NBA finals alone. That's when they floated the idea of the bubble. What I think the NBA is going to have to do and essentially build a bubble and put their teams in that bubble and have them live, eat, breathe, train everything basketball in that bubble. So the bubble is just this tightly controlled campus where the NBA hopes that they can somehow keep the virus out. Yeah. The way the bubble works is before anyone could enter, everyone had to get corona tested. Anyone that tested positive got quarantined. Once the players were in, they couldn't leave. The NBA is back. The NBA is making a rebound. The NBA will resume the season at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. It makes total sense to go to Disney World. It has everything. There are there's food, there's gyms, there's like high tech equipment. Of course they go. Like you want to go to a campus that's tightly controlled that has the best security and that will be able to make sure that they know exactly where people are, which is what they do with visitors. It's probably Disney World. The WNBA goes to a less high profile place down the road just south of Tampa. Of course they send the WNBA to a lesser location. Not surprised. Yeah, but the the rules they're living under are pretty similar. Masks on and ready to go. Members of the Orlando Magic made their way earlier today to the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World. And so players started showing up in July. Let's see, how was that hotel bubbles look like? That's it? <laughs> oh my God. So we're going to stay here, stay here for three months. <laughs> Lord help us. Oh no. Um, So for us, this was this incredible thing that was really interesting. It had never, nothing like it had ever happened before. And we just wanted to document it some way. So we got two players to record their time inside the bubble and stay in touch with us as the season went by. One of them is an NBA player. Donis Haslam, Miami Heat, born and raised in the state of Florida. Self-proclaimed sexiest 40-year-old alive. Don't make 40 like this. Trust me, I see a lot of 40. 25 don't even look like this sometimes. And the other one's with the WNBA. My name is Monique Billings. I play for the Atlanta Dream. I am from Corona, California. I started playing basketball when I was about five years old. The fact that I can look outside my window and I can see the street, I can see cars driving by. It almost feels like prison or like you're in some psychiatric hospital or something like that. I'm the type of person who likes a challenge. If it's something that's going to challenge me mentally, physically, or emotionally, I'm up for it. I can do anything. When they first told us that we could be playing our season in a bubble, I was always down. I didn't want to be at home doing nothing. I'm thinking it's just like a regular NBA road trip. You know, you hug the boys, you kiss the wife, and you know I'll be back soon. I definitely underestimated the bubble. I got here and I was like, like I ain't had nothing. I was underprepared as hell. I had to have my wife send more drawers. I ain't had no lotion. I was looking at the rule book the other day that they sent all y'all for the bubble. It's like over 100 pages. There are a lot of rules in the bubble. I don't know them all. 
So the main rules of the bubble are you cannot leave campus. So if you leave, um, you could be fined. You'll be quarantined and there's no guarantee that you'll be able to come back. Everyone on the campus except players will be required to wear proximity alarms that beep when they're within six feet of someone else for more than five seconds. When you get onto the bus, you're supposed to have a mask. You're supposed to wear that mask while you're on the bus. When you get to the arena, you're still supposed to have your mask and then you can take it off. The logic behind that, couldn't tell you. Players are not allowed to enter each other's hotel rooms. To do something like play a game of cards, guys, they will be required to dispose of the deck. The way the world is right now today and everything that's going on, so I completely understand and I agree and comply with the rules. I'm like the rule breaker. I don't really wear my mask here. <laughs> and I know I should. When you walk into the hotel, there's a security guard sitting right at the door. There's um, a mask station. So a lot of times I don't make eye contact with him. Like if I'm not trying to wear a mask and I'm just trying to get to the elevator, I'll just walk right through and I don't even look his way. I'm about to go take a COVID test right now. What it consists of is a, a cotton swab twice on the back of your throat and then in one in each nostril it's disgusting it can be painful the covid tests happen every single day okay. temperature 97.8 do your mouth first okay. stick your tongue and say ah just gonna get some off the back of your tongue sweetie thank you the league initially said that for the first two weeks of being here we were going to COVID test every day. And then after that, it was just supposed to be three days out of the week. But we're still testing every single day. There's the fun one, right? Ooh. Oh, I know. The tickle is so bad. I'm sorry. Perfect. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. You too. I hate it. 6 teams return to full-scale practices today. They of course finished their mandatory quarantine inside the NBA bubble this week. All right. So they just spent an initial period in quarantine and they're finally ready to start playing. How are Udonis and Monique doing at this point? Uh I mean Udonis is hyped. This might be his last season with the Heat. Yeah. I definitely think this team can win it all. We are here to do a job. Just comes down to basketball here in the bubble. Basketball, you know, being mentally tough. You know, I think those are two of the things that, you know, we do very, very well. Uh, last season, we were the 12th finishing team in the WNBA, which sucked. Now we have a completely new team. How far do I think the dream can go? A championship. This is the first day of my new season. It's a game day and I feel so ready. It's opening weekend of the 2020 WNBA. Billings running the floor. Billings finishing it off. Billings with the fake pump fake and that one goes in. Yesterday was the biggest game of my career. I was balling, y'all. Billings, 30 points, 13 rebounds. And it felt so, so, so good. But today's a new day. I know that I have another game on Wednesday, so I can't get too high from this game. I just have to stay the course. Another COVID-free week of testing for the NBA in Orlando. This is the second 
straight week. They have reported zero positive tests in the bubble. You sort of didn't know. Are they going to be able to pull it off? And here we are. The ball's up. And the NBA is back. Okay, so they started playing games in July, and they've now been in the bubble for about two weeks. Yeah, and by this point, they're really bored. It's monotonous, and there's all the pressure of being in a professional sports league. On top of that, they can't get away from the place, and they can't see their loved ones. Feeling like I'm living the same day over and over and over. You have the same exact game day routine. You have shoot-around in the morning. You have lunch after that. You have treatment after that. You take a pregame nap. You go to the gym on a team bus. You play the game. You come back to the hotel. You talk to your family. You go to sleep. This is the first time that I've ever experienced something like this. I haven't really thought of the fact that I'm a part of a massive historic experiment just because I'm going through it. Like my day to day, I'm trying to figure out how to win games, trying to figure out how to stay mentally sane. How's this last week been for you? How are you doing? Man, I just think about my family every day, man. I got three boys. My oldest son, Kedonis, he's 21. I have a 13-year-old, Josiah, and I have a nine-year-old, Elijah. And I love my boys to death, man. They're the best parts of my day. I know my family struggles not having me around. I've been used to sleeping with my wife for a long time, and uh, we haven't been apart this long, you know, forever. So that's definitely something that I'm not used to. How does it make you feel to look out the window and, like, every day for the next however many months, like, that's what you're going to be seeing? I tell people all the time, the NBA bubble doesn't have to just be about basketball. I wanted to come out of this bubble with a better father, a better husband, a better man, a better businessman. Can you tell me about what those things, what are those things? Oh, I got a coffee machine. Listen, the coffee that I'm going to make my wife when I get up out of here, how many women wake up to a fire-ass cup of coffee in the morning from their husband? Like, I'm talking about a latte type, not that just black coffee where he boiled a pot and becoming a barista. She got to love me for that. I hear you. I used to be a barista. It's a skill that will help you. Women love that. <laughs> what up, baby? Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. My boyfriend is so positive with me. His name is Emmanuel. He's from the Ivory Coast. I think I met him a month before going into the bubble. I had played one-on-one against so many guys in the gym. I was killing all the guys. I was confident. I'm like, there's no one who could step to me. And he did. Like, he, it was bad. And he came back the next day. We played again. And that day, I beat him. I'm talking mess, all of it. And so we started dating. It's crazy playing every other day, babe. It almost doesn't feel real. It's like, what world am I living in right now? Playing every two days in the NBA level, <laughs> you get better, like, so fast. Trust me. Mm. But that's why it's going to be a little hard for me to, like, probably beat you at the beginning. <laughs> hard to, like... Are we really playing? Like, when I come back home, we're really going to play? No, you're going to rest for, like, two days. <laughs> like, two days? Yeah. yeah. Three to four days. No basketball. Uh, you know, you've been talking so much shit. I will be beating you for 40 years straight. Every day. <laughs> it's funny. You say 40 years. What about year 41? Yeah. I'm not playing against you anymore. Good morning. Today is a brand new day. We're two and two right now. We're coming off of a loss. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. I'm about to go to breakfast right now. Let's get to it. Hi. 
We have 10 games in 19 days. How many do you get? Are you guys the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's times where I don't want to go downstairs to go to breakfast. It's annoying seeing the people who you just played against last night. Hi. Hi. Can I please get oatmeal? Um, sorry, do you mind if I actually get a different cup? There's something in that cup. Yeah. It's okay. Thank you. So as I'm sitting down eating my breakfast, I see the coach from the Las Vegas Aces. I see some of the Dallas Wings players. I see some of the Minnesota Lynx players. Sometimes I'm going to walk downstairs and I don't want to see this GM and that coach and this player. And just because I like not having to put on a face and say hello to people and be cordial. Last night, I didn't get to sleep till about 6 a.m. Why were you up till 6 a.m.? You know, we've just taken a different approach as far as, you know, the mental approach. I'm sleeping on the couch. We didn't want to get too comfortable. Uh, you know, we didn't want to feel like we were at home. And that's when I started going Amazon crazy. That's where I get my chunky soup and my tuna and uh, my man wipes and all that stuff that I take out here. Somebody made a comment was like, you uh, make all that money and you eating Campbell's soup and sleeping on the couch. People don't understand that you got to make sacrifices if you want to have like greatness. I ain't sleeping on the couch and eating chunky soup because I can't afford food and I can't buy a bed. Like, come on, people. Today is... I'm sorry, hold on. Let me start that over. I don't know what day it is. Today is Tuesday. I've been in the bubble for about six weeks now. A dream. We've had a rough go of it lately. Now drop five straight. Atlanta's losing skid will go to six games. What's going on, y'all? So we had a tough one tonight. Lost by, I think, like 40. It was just an ugly game, you know. Oh, it's tough. I'm trying to stay positive. I just got on the bus. About to just go back to the hotel. It's 12, 14 a.m. I can't believe we have 10 p.m. games. It's insane. I'm just going to go home. I have ice on my knees, on my calf. I'm alone in the bubble, so I don't really have people that are here that really understand how it feels to be in these four walls, not being able to leave, having no freedom. I want to hit pause on everything. I'm so emotional. I'm crying. It's tough. Like, I can't sugarcoat it. I can't lie. This 20 seconds of video taken by eyewitness Rayshawn White shows the moment 29-year-old Jacob Blake was shot in the back by a Kenosha police officer. In the NBA's bubble in Orlando, Florida, Bucks players decided they would not play in protest of the shooting of Jacob Blake. That began talks and eventually prompted the league to postpone all three of Wednesday's games. Major League Baseball and soccer postponing their games in solidarity. The league could essentially lock the players out. You might be without NBA basketball for a significant period of time. Did you see the video of Jacob Blake being shot? I did not watch the video. I saw the beginning and I could not watch anymore. I think there was a lot of pain and suffering and frustration. A deeply emotional response from the coach of the L.A. Clippers, Doc Rivers. It's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. Like, I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. we got to do better. Everybody's chiming in about, like, what, what are we going to do? Like, it could have been you, it could have been me. It- feels like this might be the end of the bubble. We'll be right back. 
hardest thing that's been going on the last week is just everything outside the bubble. We are learning from uh, Jacob Blake's father, Jacob Blake Sr., uh, that his son is paralyzed from the waist down. The NBA and the Players Association are all planning to paint Black Lives Matter on all courts when play resumes in Orlando next month. The WNBA also discussing doing the same when they return to play. The same energy that we have on the floor is the same energy that we have towards having justice for Breonna Taylor. Well, you are now looking at a live shot in Bradenton. All four teams that are in the arena that were supposed to play tonight all taking a knee, and there will be no WNBA games tonight. So going into the bubble, a lot of NBA and WNBA players were getting more politically active. Being a bystander is no longer acceptable. And you don't speak up on it or do something about it, you are part of the problem. Like when they were negotiating the bubble, that was around the same time that George Floyd was killed. We have a moment in time. People are going to look back. Our kids are going to look back at this and say, you are a part of that. And a lot of NBA and WNBA players were taking part in those protests. And because of that reason, a lot of the NBA players didn't even want to go into the bubble because they didn't want to distract from the politics. While the pandemic was going on, I started to get more politically thirsty. I mean, there was just conversations with the police chief and the mayors and Coach Bo and myself about what we can do to kind of bridge the gap um, with the community and obviously law enforcement. We're trying to educate the people that don't know how to de-escalate those situations. I worry coming into the bubble that, you know, I would lose some of the momentum that I made, you know, throughout the pandemic. I did see the bubble as a form of escapism from the protests and everything that was going on around me. Not that I was necessarily trying to escape, but I would just be at home. And I'm like, if I can go to the bubble, I'm away from all of that. It's probably the best thing for us as as a league at that time to take a pause, to catch our breaths, because we were just going, going, going. And then the Jacob Blake thing just kind of knocked us off our feet. We have some of the biggest stars in the world here in this bubble. You have the visibility of the people, you know, to to say the things that you want to say or to push the movements that you want to push. Everybody wants to affect change. So the question is, are we allowed to do that the way we want to here in the bubble? Are we restricted? Are we really being heard? Our game against the Mystics was scheduled to be the first game since the Bucks had boycotted. When you heard the Bucks boycotted the game, had you and your teammates talked about maybe doing something? There was just chatter going around the league. There was a couple different players from different teams texting me like, hey, are you guys going to play? Are you not going to play? So I asked my team captain, like, what's up? And she said, oh, we're playing. I was warming up with my assistant coach and he said, hey, have you seen um, the players from the Mystics? Are they here? There you see the Atlanta Dream and the Washington Mystics arriving for what was supposed to be their matchup tonight. Washington wearing shirts to honor Jacob Blake. We were all there on the court and the Mystics had come out and we all huddled. Some players were saying we're playing for money to feed our families. We don't have the same platform as the NBA. But other players were arguing that we have a platform, which is all that we need, and we can use our voice by not playing. I'm here with the Unified Washington Mystics team and Ariel Atkins. You were here on the court talking with other teams about the decision tonight. I know our team didn't want to play. When we get down to the human decency of life, you choosing a human or you choosing a game. 
cooped up in a bubble, can't go where I want to go, and I'm not able to play. I'm not able to do the thing that makes me feel free. I thought about everything. I'm like, we came to this bubble to play. I don't want to be here if we're not going to play. After about an hour and a half of talking it out on the court, we didn't end up playing, and we just got back on the bus and went to the hotel. It's frustrating. I was ready and prepared to play a basketball game today, but I stand with my teammates and with my colleagues in the league who don't want to play. We didn't know if this was just one game that we weren't playing or were we boycotting the rest of the season. So we thought if that happens, there might not be a 2021 season. I know that the players were like, some folks wanted to, to stop the season and other folks didn't. Like, where where were you in that conversation? My main thing was, whatever we do, let's just do it together. Let's be unified because if we don't, we're not making as big of an impact. We welcome in our senior NBA insider, Agent Wojnowski from Orlando. I'm told that the players in a meeting today decided that their intention is to resume the playoffs. The NBA is back. After our game was postponed, we, um, as a league, we all agreed that we were going to finish out this season because that's what we came here to do. Three things that we all agreed upon in the meeting with the owners. Majority of the NBA arenas will be open for people to go vote. And now you see more voting commercials throughout the playoffs. There will be funds that will be dispersed how we see fit as far as helping the community. So, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's a great thing. We have this platform and that's why we came here. Several months late, but the teams are ready, the players are ready, the NBA playoffs are here in the league, moving full steam ahead to crowning its next champion inside of the Orlando bubble. Today is Saturday, September 12th. Feels like we've been here forever. We got eliminated from the playoffs. We'll be leaving the bubble in two days. Monday, 7 a.m. flight. I have so many different emotions about leaving the bubble. I mean, a part of me is ecstatic. Like, literally so excited because I've been looking forward to this. But then the other part of me is a little disappointed. We won our last two games, and then before that, we lost one and won the two before that. So, like, we've been doing well. I feel like we just started clicking. Can you tell me what day it is? Today is Monday. Monday the 21st. How's this last week been for you? How you doing? My wife finally finished her quarantine, and they let families come in I think she's been here about two weeks now. The best thing about being with my wife in the bubble is watching her eat Campbell's Chunky Soup. She ain't got no choice. You you came, you decided to come be in the trenches. But she doesn't have to sleep on the couch. There's not room for two. Anyway, she thinks my coffee is very good. I don't know if we can call it a latte yet. Do I have to have the froth and the presentation is what makes it a latte? No, it doesn't have to. It almost has a little froth. Right now, the Heat, we're two games away from the finals. Going into the series, the Heat were the underdogs. The Heat has been one of the most fun teams to watch this postseason. Good luck with the rest of the playoffs, and uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm like a Warriors fan normally, but y'all are my team this year. I'm rooting for Heat all the way. Man, that's because the Warriors ain't here, Jesse. Get your ass out of here. That's true. You can't pick that's us. True. Don't, don't pick that's us true. by default. No, that's, that's, that is not that's by default. Man. It's by default. You're a Warriors fan. Stay a Warriors fan. There are other- pick a side and you stick with it, dog. I know that the NBA has talked about next year, they're probably going to be in a bubble again. And I would imagine that we are too. You ready to head home? I'll start grabbing your luggage. Thank you. Where do you call home? We're headed back to. I'm going to LA. I'm from LA. Nice. I'm sure it's going to be weird. Very. 
living a normal like life. The bubble is the future. I don't know when sports, how we know sports to be, will return. But right now, the bubble is all we have. It doesn't feel like it's real that we're leaving. I slept for two hours. And so there was a bubble for the next however many years. I see myself playing in it. Oh, man. Here we go. Hey, Ariel. This is Jesse. I'm sitting in my mom's house in San Francisco watching Game 6 of the NBA Finals, rooting for the Heat, even though Udonis told me not to, and watching what might be the last game in the bubble. Go Heat. Can you turn it up, Mom? No. I'll turn it up. And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, the Lakers just won it all. LeBron came over and gave a big hug to Udonis Haslam. And with that, the bubble is over. This has been a crazy season. Just seeing it play out like this on TV and end like this is, it's wild. And for a second, it just reminds you that this is more than just about basketball. It makes you reflect on, this is what our society is now. They're giving out championships in in the bubble. But I guess the heartening thing is that it worked. And uh, in spite of the fact that we have this deadly pandemic, there is this way of dealing with it, putting our entertainers in a bubble. And, you know, there's a bit of normalcy on television right now with the awarding of the NBA Finals trophy. Hey, Jesse. Hang on, let me hold my phone differently. I just got your messages. I feel like you made a couple really good points, right? Like, the bubble worked, and I think that's huge. To see the NBA have the playoffs just like any regular year, obviously under different circumstances, but they still happened, right? The idea that that is a piece of normalcy gives me pause. Because although I think it's really important for people to have an escape from the pandemic, I do worry about what it takes to create that escape, what we put people through. And I don't just mean the players. I mean everybody involved with the NBA. There were lots of staff members who also had to spend a significant amount of time away from their families during a global crisis in the name of the billions of dollars that the NBA would have lost otherwise. And I guess I have mixed feelings about it. I believe that people need to hang on to the things that make them happy when the world is in crisis. I also can't help but feel like, you know what, we don't all get the benefit of being able to put ourselves into a bubble right now. Special thanks to Daniel Bradley, Advice, as well as Matt Brooks, Christopher Brown, and Nick Tutts for helping us connect with these players. Vice News Reports is produced by Jesse Alejandro Cottrell, Jen Kinney, Janice Yamoka, and Julia Nutter. Our senior producers are Ashley Cleek and Adiza Egan. Our associate producers are Sam Egan and Sophie Casas. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone and Kyle Burdock. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Production coordination by Steph Brown. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Legal review by Yoni Berkovitz. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. Production coordination assistance from Terasai Gombe. Security by Rami Galli and Sharbil Namor. I'm Ariel Zemros. I know podcast hosts say this constantly, but for real, please rate and review this podcast. It really helps other people find the show. 
Vice News reports drops every Thursday. So be sure to check back in next week.